You just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Welcome to the Rock Your Life Podcast. Discover the tools you need to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself. From family and wellness to business and goals, it's time to dream out loud. It's time to rock it. This stuff will rock your world. Rock! And now your host, Chasta. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Rock Your Life Podcast. I am Chasta, and this episode is titled 40 and Fabulous, because that's what I freaking am now. I am turning 40 years old this week. July 9th is my actual birthday, and I'm feeling pretty damn fabulous, and I'm not ashamed to say it. But I think it's important to talk this one out because there have been a lot of different things brought to my attention. I've kind of gone through a roller coaster of emotions, if you will. And I feel like there's some things to say about turning 40 and about aging in general. So that's what we're going to do on this podcast. I hope you enjoy and I would love, love, love to hear what you have to say about aging. Did you have a real moment when you had a big birthday, like a 30 or a 40 or a 50? If so, I would love to hear how you process through that. Uh, you can always hit me up on social media. I hang out most often on Instagram at Chastalyn, C-H-A-S-T-A-L-Y-N-N. Or, of course, you can always hit me with an email, chastaonair at gmail.com. Before we get into it, I would love for you to share this as a birthday present to me, if you will. <laughs> they say you don't get what you don't ask for, right? So why not? If you think there's somebody out there that would enjoy this podcast, they would get something out of it, and they would be a good addition to our community, share it with them. You know, I don't ever ask you guys to just blast it to everybody because I don't really necessarily think this podcast is for everybody. I think the right people find this community that are meant to be here. So think about somebody who might really make a good addition to our little community, our little tribe, and share it with them. All right, let's get into it, guys. So 40 years old, how do I feel? Well, here's the truth of the matter. For the last several weeks, maybe even the last several months as this date has been sort of looming, I've been asking myself how I felt. And I've always felt fine. But I kept questioning myself because of other people's reactions to me turning 40. People would say, oh, yeah, your birthday's coming up. How old will you begin? And I would say 40, and they would be like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, um, okay. And it would make me self-conscious. It would make me wonder, am I supposed to be feeling weird or bad or nervous or like something huge is going to happen, you know, the day after I turn 40? Like what is around the bend? I didn't really have an issue with 30. I felt kind of like a big girl. I put my big girl pants on when I turned 30, but I didn't have a real issue. And I don't have a real issue with 40. But I've had several of those moments where people have reacted to 40 in a certain way. And it, a few times, has gotten in my head. I've even noticed myself referencing 40 on this podcast in previous episodes. And I would even kind of whisper it like, I'm going to be 40. You know, don't tell anybody. Or, you know, I would mention it on the air and people were really surprised that I admitted my age. That one always makes me laugh. Maybe I'm confused, but don't we all do this? Don't we all get older? Don't we all age? Don't we all hopefully at some point hit these milestones? I mean, to me, I'm like, hallelujah, I made it to 40. <laughs> like, this is a good thing. And if I'm lucky enough to make it to 50, I hope that I still feel the same way and 60 and 70 and so on. It way beats the alternative, doesn't it? 
I mean, I don't want to be super dramatic about it and I don't want to, you know, go to extremes or anything, but I mean, it could be worse. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? So I'm happy I'm here. Hell, especially after the last year that we've had. So, I mean, that's the extreme version of it, right? I'm just counting my lucky stars and, you know, feeling really blessed to be on this side of the earth. Um, But on maybe a vanity side of it, let's point out something funny that happened to me. I was getting a facial a couple of months ago. It was my first time out to a spa after, you know, things opened up after COVID. And I was getting a facial and my facialist asked me how old I was. You know, she was really taking the good look at my skin and my wrinkles and all that stuff. And uh, I said, well, I'm going to be 40, you know, in July. And she was like, oh, well, you look good for 40. That's always my favorite thing to hear. You look good for 40. (laughs) Followed by maybe push that facelift off till 60. And I was like, excuse me? I mean, first of all, you just assumed I'm going to have a facelift, which nothing wrong if that's what you want to do with your face. By all means, you do you. But that was never in my plan. So now you've assumed that I'm going to do something to my face. And then you assumed that I was going to do it soon. (laughs) Like, okay, that was a little bit of a smack. I know she didn't mean it like that by all means. I know she wasn't trying to be malicious or catty or anything like that. It was one of those moments where it sort of just slipped out and, you know, fell out of her mouth. And I'm sure she felt sort of silly afterwards. Or maybe she didn't. Maybe she thought that was totally valid. I don't know. Either way, it just made me laugh. And it made me think more seriously about the way that we look at ourselves and the power that we give younger people over who we are at certain places in our lives. You know, there's been this um, running joke over the last, I don't know, year about, you know, women in their 40s, my age, 30s, 40s, that, you know, we're sort of outdated because we still wear skinny jeans and we have our hair parted on the side. And that millennials or even younger think that, you know, we're outdated or we're those moms or whatever. And I think it's kind of a joke on TikTok. It's a joke on social media. But there are a lot of women that have been really butthurt about that. And they've actually taken it very seriously. I just don't know why in the world we give people that much power over us. I love my hair parted the way that it's parted. It's really the only way that I feel like it looks nice. And I like skinny jeans, I, not because they're, they were trendy. I don't know if they were trendy or are trendy. I don't know. I don't keep up with trends. I don't keep up with that kind of crap. I wear what feels comfortable, what I feel like looks nice on my body type. And I rock my hair how it looks good to me. And I don't give a bleepity bleep past that point. I really don't. And I don't care what you think of how I look if you're 50 or you're 20. Like, I'm not giving you that much power. If I feel good about me, then I feel good about me. And that's really all that I need to know. But that sort of, you know, thinking of like, oh, the kids think that, you know, I'm outdated really kind of got me thinking about this whole thing. On several levels, I feel I feel great at 40 and much better than when I was in my 20s, to be frank. You know, in my 20s, I was not a secure woman. I was not comfortable in my own skin. And a big part of that was because I wasn't taking care of myself. Um, you know, I was <laughs> barely making ends meet financially, living in Hollywood, ordering pizza and eating it until it curled up. I mean, true story. 
<laughs> really, that's what I was having to do because I had no money. Um, and so I wasn't taking care of myself. I was eating poorly. I certainly wasn't drinking enough water. Um, I was still drinking soda and, you know, drinking as an adult beverages, mostly beer when I could afford it. So I was not doing anything good for myself. I wasn't working out. So fitness and nutrition in my 20s was just not a thing. And so that definitely added to the fact that I didn't feel good about myself. I was um, more overweight than probably any other period of my life. I've never been obese or morbidly obese or anything like that, but I was heavier at the time. That was the heaviest point of my life, I would say that. Um, But it was, you know, all my fault because I just wasn't doing anything about it. So I felt very out of my own skin. I had a job that made me feel sort of like a second-class citizen, I guess you could say. I was an assistant in Hollywood, which was fun and interesting, and on many days, a very cool job, and then on many other days, it was very, very hard, and whether it was a good day or a bad day, it was every day a reminder of my place, quote-unquote, in that town. You know, I was driving from my little tiny studio Hollywood apartment to the actor's house I was assisting, and he lived in this, you know, two and a half, three million dollar house in Calabasas. And I would drive there, do my job, and then I would drive home and, you know, live in this tiny studio apartment underneath a Hollywood sign and eat curled up pizza, you know. So every day I was sort of driving back to my reality of where I was in that town. So that was getting to me. There were just a lot of hard things in my 20s. So don't miss that decade at all. And then when I got in my 30s, like I mentioned earlier, you know, when I turned 30, I sort of felt like, okay, I'm 30, damn it. I need to put my big girl pants on. I need to be a real adult here and figure my stuff out. And and I started to do that, actually. I had just gotten married to my second husband, <laughs> permanent husband, I should say. Um, and we were starting our lives together. And I was working, you know, in radio and feeling really good about where I was going. But I started taking care of myself at that time. Um, not as much and as well as I do now, but I was starting the process. So my 30s is sort of when life started clicking for me a little bit, not all together, but that process started. And as I got further into my 30s, I got better about all of those things. I was really working hard to improve my professional work. You know, I kept trying really hard to climb that ladder and, you know, achieve goals that I was setting out to achieve that I had on my list, you know, started really making lists and really focusing on what was important to me professionally. I really, really started taking care of myself personally, started working out, started eating better, uh, started, you know, really seeing the value of drinking water. Those things sound really simple, but when you're not doing them and you start to do them, they make a huge change in your life. Um, And then, You know, I got pregnant in my mid-30s and had Cody a couple of weeks before I turned 35, so that was a big, real moment for me. And I don't want to say my life started at 35 with having Cody, because I think that's unfair um, of my previous years, because I feel like they really mattered. And I also think it's unfair to say that, because there are millions of people who do not have children, and their lives are, you know, just as important and just as valuable without kids. But for me, having a kid really sort of put me in this place of like, now you really got to get it together. You know what I mean? 
a whole new crop of things started to really matter, like making sure that my house was comfortable and cozy and, you know, that I was cooking real meals that were healthy for our family and nutritious and that my son was going to get really great organic food and that I was going to, you know, give him everything that he needed. You know, it just really, really was a a wake-up call. So that happened, you know, at 35 and for the last five years. Now, of course, Cody is five years old. That has really been my focus on being, you know, not just – a professional radio and TV broadcaster, but also most importantly to me now being a mama, you know, and a wife and a homemaker and making sure that my home life is exactly where I want it to be. And making sure all of those little pieces of the puzzle are together have been probably the best years of my life. The last five years, I would say, have been the best without a doubt. I mean, Cody in my life, don't even get me started because I'll definitely start to cry. So my 30s were exponentially better than my 20s and I'm really hopeful that the trajectory is just more of the same right we're just going to keep pushing forward because I'm doing all of the important things that really makes me feel like my life has value and that I'm trying to be the best version of myself that I can every single day. You know, I really ground myself in gratitude every morning. I've talked about that several times on this podcast. I'm not going to beat you over the head about it. But it's true that that is a real key staple in me feeling really good about where I'm at in my life at 40 years old. You know, I feel like my life has purpose. I feel like I have a vision for where I'm going, turning around, looking at where I've been, seeing where I'm at now, and also looking down the road and going, that's the person I want to be. And this is where I'm trying to get to. Um, I think that really makes a big difference. And I'll tell you that I actually have been validated because I knew that I was going to talk about being 40 and feeling fabulous. I knew that that was something we should talk about, giving ourselves grace in aging because, again, we all do it. But I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to Google this and see what pops up. And there was this really fascinating couple of articles about a study that was done a couple years ago. I think it came out in 2019. So this study was actually called the World Happiness Report, and it was in The Economist. And the basic finding was that Americans tend to see their happiness increase after they turn 40. And the psychologist within this article was saying that 40 is a real wake-up call to review your life and find what's missing and then fill in the gaps. And when I read that line, it dawned on me, that's why I'm not having an issue turning 40, because I regularly do that with my life. Again, I've referenced that on the podcast several times. I'm always doing reviews. Hell, I do probably, I would say, a monthly review if I'm being real. Definitely a yearly review. But I'm always sort of monitoring what's going right in my life, what's not so great, how can I improve? You know, I'm a big list maker, a big goal maker. I have my printables, my Rock Your Life printables that I created. You know, there's Rock Your Day, Rock Your Week, Your Month, Your Year, and Your Life. Um, And it's all about intention setting and really being very intentional with what my life is and what I want it to be. And I think because I do that and because I am so intentional, that is the reason that I'm not freaking out about being 40 because I feel like I'm doing the best I can, you know? I feel like I am looking at my life and what's possible and what I want it to be and I'm working as hard as I can to get there. What else could I ask of myself? I think 
it's possible that people who are really panicking when they hit milestone birthdays, it's because they may not be doing what they want to be doing with their life. Maybe they're stuck at a job that they are miserable at, or they're not in a relationship where they feel, you know, that they're fulfilled or their personal goals. They don't have any, or they're not headed towards them, or they have some, but they're not working towards them, whatever that may be. You know, those are the issues in this article that it talks about why it may be a freak out moment for you to turn 30, 40, 50, 60, whatever, if you don't have those things at the forefront of your mind. Also, I was just going through, it's kind of a list here of things that are beautiful about turning 40. So I thought, you know what, if you're around my age, maybe you'll get a little kick out of these. Or hell, if you're 25, remember these for when you turn 40. <laughs> so number one is we sort of let go of some of the control. You know, you you couldn't put off those gray hairs forever. I'm definitely finding that out for sure. And the wrinkles on your forehead, it's not a death sentence. I've never done anything about my wrinkles. I am not saying that I wouldn't. I have no problem with people who, you know, do things like that, who do Botox and whatnot. That's just never been my thing. Again, I'm not saying never, never say never. Um, but at this moment in my life, I don't have plans for that. As I said to my friend Marcy the other day, you know, I had posted a picture on Instagram and I said, it's obviously not the best picture of me and it wasn't, it was a bad angle and you could definitely, you know, see my wrinkles and whatnot. I didn't have a filter on it or anything like that. But what I loved about the photo was that it showed the joy in my face that I have for my job. If you haven't seen the picture, I was holding my phone one day while I was on the air and I hold it all the time because I do news and traffic reporting too. So I always am checking my phone, especially while I'm on the air. And I had it in my hand and I guess the camera was on and I didn't realize it. And I took like a ton of pictures because I also talk with my hands. So I took a ton of pictures. And when I got off the air, I looked down and I was like, oh God. And so I started deleting them all. And as I was doing that, I came across this photo where I was laughing. And like I said, it was like kind of, you know, beside and underneath my face, not the greatest angle. It was kind of fuzzy, but I was genuinely in such a great moment and I was laughing and just in pure joy on my face. And that's why I posted it. And so we were talking about that and I said, you know, you can clearly see the wrinkles and all that stuff, but I have wrinkles and lines on my face because I'm very emotive. Most of that emotion is laughter. I laugh a lot, like hours a day. I host a radio show in the morning that's all about silliness. And I laugh at the guys that I'm on the air with, genuinely. And so that has increased the lines on my face. What a great problem to have. I love my job so much that I laugh so hard that it's giving me wrinkles. In my mind, that's nothing to be ashamed of. You may have a different opinion, but you know what? At this point in my life, I'm fine with my smile lines and I'm fine with my wrinkles on my forehead because I make crazy faces and it is what it is. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't bother me yet. It's not that big of a deal yet, but there you go. So that was number one on this list. You know, just basically stop investing energy into things you cannot control. You know, gray hairs are gray hairs and I cover them for now, but I don't think I will forever because I get a little tired of doing that already. Number two, you care less about how others perceive you. I definitely can give a big old fat amen to this one. I was really consumed with that when I was in my 20s and maybe even some in my 30s, especially early on as social media really kicked off and Facebook was a big thing and Instagram and all that. I was far more aware and curious even as to what people's opinions of me were. 
I don't know when that necessarily went by the wayside, but I feel like it's going by the wayside more and more all the time. And I'm totally fine with it. Number three, your fear of being alone subsides. Again, so true. When I was in my 20s, I was really never alone whenever I um, met Jay and I moved here to the Bay Area in 2008. I didn't know anyone but him and I was really suffering being alone so much because he works a whole, whole bunch and I had a new job. I was only working part time. I didn't really know anyone there and hadn't really clicked with anyone just yet. And so I felt very alone. And now at this stage of my life, alone time is like such a luxury and I I love being alone. I write, I think, I listen to music, I run, um, I just sit and drink coffee. <laughs> I don't get a lot of alone time um, in my job and, you know, being a wife and mother, obviously. But when I get it, it's so beautiful. So, yeah, I completely have turned around on that one. Uh, you'll be amazed at how easily you can walk away from toxic relationships. Good grief. These are all so amazingly true. Um, toxic relationships, toxic people, toxic social media. I just don't have time for it. I think as you get older, you just realize how precious time is. And that's really where I am in my life. I just don't have time for BS. That's as frank as I can put it. And it's so true. Uh, number five, your priorities change. I think that is definitely true. I think that goes along with some of the others. You know, it says here that 40 is a peak time to reassess our values. And I couldn't agree more. You know, if you want to make a shift, I think it's a really good time to make that shift, to look at where you've been and where you're going, as I've said, and really kind of hunker down on what is important to you. Because that's what really matters. What is important to you? Uh, number six, getting adequate sleep becomes one of your priorities. Amen to that. People make fun of me because I am a sleeper. I am in bed by eight because I get up at 345 in the morning. So sleep is super crucial to me. Um, there are things that happen on the weekends that I'm like, I can't do that because it starts at 10 and I don't see past like 11 on a regular basis. So sorry, I'm out. And I think people don't get that. But I really am very, very sold on how important sleep is, um, especially on a weeknight, a school night. Forget about it. My ass is staying home. Number seven, your social circle gets smaller. I have actually always been like this. I'm more quality over quantity every day of the week. I don't need a ton of people around me, a ton of close friends. That's just never been my speed. So I really wouldn't say that has changed that much for me. My circle has always been pretty tight. I'm friends with a lot of people, but like my core, core, core is, you know, um, a few, but that's the way I like it. Number eight, everyone gets very concerned about your plans for a family. This is true. Recently, I went to my girly doc, my gynecologist, and she gave me this massive speech about if Jay and I want another kid that like now is the time. And even though I told her we're good, uh, she really wasn't taking that um, answer. <laughs> she was like, oh, but uh, here's an app where you can track your uh, monthly cycle and, uh, you know, all these things. And I was like, yeah, no, I, I'm good. So people are very adamant that your time is ticking, that your time is running out. It makes me laugh how people are concerned about your life. And I'm sure it comes from a good place. But I just want to be like, yeah, no, I'm good. 
it's fine. Calm down. And I can't relate to this one, number nine, but I'm sure it's very, very true. Much like people are like, oh, you're running out of time to have kids. Number nine says if you're single, you'll get a ton of relationship advice. I can only imagine uh, that would be the case. Number 10, your inhibitions fade. This one kind of made me laugh because it's true. Like you're just more confident in your own skin. You just start giving yourself more grace. I think, you know, when I was in my 20s and early 30s, I was really, really, really hypercritical about my body and overly critical about every little thing. Um, You know, it's just a lot more vain. And now I just don't really give a crap. I mean, I work out every day, but I don't work out every day to have a perfect body. I work out every day to make sure that I live as long as I can for my family. (laughs) Honestly, fitness and nutrition is really about that. I have to watch my health because I inherited, you know, some genetics from my father. So I keep that at the forefront of my brain. And I also am just, you know, healthier in general because it makes my everyday life better. Um, But I'm not hyper vain anymore. Like, you know, I got a little extra junk in the truck. I got cellulite like we all do. Get over it. Who cares? So, yeah, I think that's definitely true. Your preference for experiences outweighs your desire for fancy things. Uh, That is absolutely true, but I feel like that's always been true for me. So that's not really changing. I've never been a luxury car person. I've never been like an expensive bag girl. Uh, I've always been, I want to go on a trip to somewhere exotic. That has definitely always been more important to me. Experiences over things without a doubt. And there's quite a few more on this list. We could go on for a while, but I'm just going to do one more and we're going to end on one that made me laugh because it is so true. You no longer care that you're out of touch with pop culture. (laughs) It is really true. At a certain point, I just realized I don't really care to keep up with every single thing that's going on. I'm not a huge TV watcher. It's just not what moves me. It's not what inspires me. I love reading. And as we've covered here, I'm a huge fitness and health person. So I love working out. I spend a lot of time doing that or running. And I'm also just reading about health and nutrition. I'm always trying to learn more. So I'm not really bummed out if I don't know who's starring in the latest Marvel movie or I don't know the latest release from, uh, you know, a pop star. I just don't, I don't care. I used to care. I don't care anymore. And that's no dig to people who do care. Like lots of people love, love, love all kinds of pop culture, but I just, it felt like a full-time job to keep up with all of that. And it's just not worth it to me. I'd rather spend my critical time on this planet doing things that make me happy. And I would highly recommend you do the same. So that is where I'm at turning 40. I'm feeling fabulous about life. I feel like I'm on the right track. You know, I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing that makes me feel good. I'm working out, drinking water. Do I use hella face creams without a doubt. That is the one big piece of vanity that I'm still holding on to. I will buy myself an expensive face cream, no doubt about it. Does it really work? I don't know. (laughs) But at least I'm trying. It's the one thing that I give myself. So I don't have any, you know, big plans on facelifts as my facialist mentioned. Um, If she thinks I need one, then so be it. I don't feel like I need one. Uh, But, you know, it's all about aging gracefully and aging in the way that you want to age. Whatever that means to you. The most important lesson, I think, in life in general, but also in aging, is you do you. I hope that whatever age you are at, whatever season of life you are listening to this in, that you are happy and that you give yourself grace. And if you're not, 
Maybe it's time, whether you're turning 30, 40, 50, whatever, or you're turning 32 in six months and it doesn't even matter. Any day is a good day to look at your life, do a little review, and decide what's working, what's not, change what you can, and then give yourself grace for what you can't. So there you go. I would love to hear your thoughts. Again, you can hit me up on email, chastaonair at gmail.com. Chasta Lynn on Instagram. And uh, yeah, until next time, take care of yourself. I'm partying it up in New Orleans for my birthday, but I will be back next week. I love you guys. Take care of yourself and remember, rock your life.